Hi, Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> We're here for our third installment of Dancing About Architecture, the podcast. And we've recently discovered that there's another Dancing About Architecture podcast out there. There is. Yeah. So we're gonna uh, we're gonna just sit on this and 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 not change the name because we're all about minimum effort. All about minimum effort, but also I I I feel like there's almost an element of competition to it. Like it yeah. would be fun to just do the best version and right. be the good one. And the, and do the most episodes. They they've been it seems like they've been working at theirs for uh, a couple of years now, and they've got about fourteen or fifteen episodes. Mm-hmm. The rate we're going, we're going to have more than that soon. Yeah, and theirs also just seems kind of lame. Yeah, I haven't listened to it yet. I'm I mean, not, not going to talk shit until I've listened to it, but it probably sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least our 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 artwork is definitely better. Our artwork? Yeah. Oh, you mean our, our cover photo? Yeah, our yes. cover photo. Yes. Yeah. I think so. It's got color. It's got color, and it's got you and me. And it's got the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, and you and me kind of looking like we're dancing. Yeah. With some great With architecture. Buildings. Hey, <laughs> look at that. And I think we took that picture before we came up with a name, so go figure. I know. Kismet. It was magical. Yeah. All right, Joe, so how about uh, we go ahead and... Jump right in with the one we usually start out with, uh, with is uh, Stranger Danger. Stranger Danger. Scotty, have you uh, encountered any dangerous strangers? Well, week? you know, I, I, this week actually I'd, I'd like to focus on the fact that I sought out some, some honest Stranger Danger. You went looking for it. I went looking for it. I went hunting for it. On Sunday I was hanging out with some of my neighbors in a little parklet in front of a cafe and um, some of my other friends had mentioned that they were going to go to the Folsom Street Fair. And, like, I'm not that big of a fan of street fairs, and so I didn't think it was that big of a deal and didn't really care to go. Yeah, there's Until, all kinds of street fairs. There's all the kinds city. of street fairs, but they're all kind of the same shit. You Basically. Know, like, kind of shitty music and, like, yeah. overpriced street food. and Yeah, that, uh, that delicious corn. The kettle corn. thing about it. Yeah, but, like, I've overeaten kettle corn, <laughs> you know, somewhere in the late 90s. And now it just... Yeah. I, I just... Picture I'm going to get hiccups every time I, I smell it. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I had no interest in the Folsom Street Fair until uh, one of my friends told me what the Folsom Street Fair was. Which, what it actually is. What it actually is, yeah. which is basically the biggest kink festival in the world. Um, which, you know, essentially, if, if, if our listeners aren't aware of, you know, the, the term kink, um, basically, it is a weird sex festival with replete with naked people sex acts bdsm i mean just the weirdest shit everything right there on the street for you yeah just right out in the open and and my buddy described it as you know it's like a tattoo like when you go there you can't unsee what you see at this thing and i mean i just lit up like christmas i was like (laughs) fuck yeah I got a buddy. That's exactly what you wanted to do. Yeah, I was hanging out. One of my buddies was hanging out with. He had been. He actually DJed the night before and partied all night. Mm-hmm. Was still in his leather outfit from the night before. Oh. Yeah, and is it Folsom Street Eve? He was. It was a Folsom Street like you know pre-party at the Armory. Yeah. And um, he's owned, a veteran. Owned, owned by <clears throat> Kink. Yeah. Dot com. Exactly. Yeah. And and uh, he's a veteran dom, so you know, comfortable with the culture. Uh-huh. I was like, you got to be my guy. So he's in the mafia? Um, no, not a Don, 
a dom. Oh, a dom. Yeah, as in like a dominant. Like Dom DeLuise. Yeah, just like Dom DeLuise. Yeah. No, isn't like, what, you know. What do you mean? What is a dom? A dom is like in the dom sub, the BDSM realm. So a dom is like mm-hmm. the one that does the beating and dom the commanding. Dom short for dominant. Dominant, yes, not that's domino. correct. No, not domino. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or not Dominic. Okay. And then, so what does a dom do? Um, well, they're like in control in the, in the BDSM realm. So they're the ones that yeah. are doing the whipping, the tying up, the telling mm-hmm. of what to do. And um, so your friend does this professionally or? Just, it's, it's that's just... he's just really into it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I see. And um, yeah, so like he was the perfect guide in yeah. this world and he so brought like, you to the Folsom Street he Fair. brought me to the Folsom Street Fair mm-hmm. made me feel comfortable yeah. and so in seeking out Stranger Danger what I found there was actually much more of like a Burning Man vibe where like people are very open annoying not annoying very <laughs> friendly but like actually less annoying than Burning Man because uh, they're very yeah. open but they're they're also very respectful of boundaries uh. so like they're super friendly if you engage yeah. them yeah. But it's like, no one's going to do anything if you don't want it done. Yeah. They're always going to... I mean, like you could have so, you know somebody dressed up in like some gnarly executioner outfit. Yeah. And he's going to be like, excuse me, do you mind if I... You know, can I... Can I, 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 I find you attractive. Can, can I tie I, you up and beat you for the next hour? Yeah. And, you know... Do you mind if I come on you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's all kinds of permission. And I mean, like, the, the thing that they told me about that I couldn't believe that I saw was this is a real thing was like you know there's a row of porta potties at the end of the row of porta potties there's a guy down on like one of those tiny little kid stools yeah com- like naked except for like a studded leather thong uh-huh. with a toilet seat around his head yeah just wanting people to come up and pee on him and just loving every second of it Ooh, man. yeah mm-hmm. um yeah there was there's you know full on weirdness so an entire fair of stranger danger an entire fair of stranger danger but, but not like, really dangerous not dangerous at all like some of the it was probably the friendliest vibe at a street fair I've ever experienced wow yeah it was amazing huh totally all right and all right. it's time for our next segment uh, this one is a real tough one for me to come up with something um yeah the more we week. do these the harder it gets but but then I've just, you know, I realized, like, this is something where you have a, this is the kind of thing you have a blind spot for. <laughs> yes. You know? So we're really putting in uh, a little bit more than minimum effort here to come up with these logical beliefs for you. Right. This takes some serious self-examination. and It does. Uh, it does. I kind of enjoy it, actually. I, I, I usually have a little easier time finding, finding my logical beliefs because I, I kind of know what an idiot I am. Most of the time. I think you've accepted it a little more than I have. But yeah. that just comes with experience. But that, that being said, I, my illogical belief this week is not actually that much of an illogical belief. It's more... Uh, I don't know. It's hard to explain. But I just... I have this illogical belief that I can stand in any line without someone deciding that the part of the line that I'm standing in is the part that you can cut through. So, okay. like, wherever I'm standing in the line, I'm the door. So when people are trying to get past the line, they seem to always pick me. And I, and I, I have this illogical belief that it's, maybe it's where I'm standing or maybe it's just this line. Like, that it's, you know, like, I'm starting to realize that it always is just me. That they pick me. That's the guy I want to walk by. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, and we were discussing this earlier, and I think that the, that there's something to who you are. I mean, that let's let's try to make it, you know, a, a logical belief. Yeah, this is something that's too that, that's who you are. Where it's like you look friendly enough to where you're not going to start any shit, but also not friendly enough to where you're going to mind your own business and just let them walk past you and not so, say a word. So I've sort of hit the sweet spot. Yes. Of lying doors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, which is a great sweet spot to be in. Yeah. Well, I guess I just need to come to grips with the fact that that's my role when I'm standing in a queue. Yeah. But I think like there's strong correlation between that personality type and also the guy that has the drunk girls throwing, himself, throwing themselves at him at last call. Because it's like you're in that you're in that safe zone. It's that yeah, same yeah. kind of safeness. It tends to happen to me as well. See, yeah, yeah. it's it's all part of the reason I I've perfected the art of Irish exit. <laughs> <laughs> you're avoiding the uh, avalanche of mediocre pussy that's going to hit you at the end of the night. <laughs> Basically, yeah. When I was younger, it was no big deal, but it's just too much to deal with now. Right, I get great. This is why I. This is why I was actually really disappointed the last time you Irish exited without telling me you were Irish exiting. You were disappointed? I was. You were I dis- we had a, we had like a thing going there where like you'd, you'd be like, all right, it's time, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to go. So you were disappointed that I secretly left the bar without telling you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I understand that, but you have to understand that uh, the art of the Irish exit, it has no... It, it, it has no rules when it comes to other people. Right, I agree. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I, I appreciate it, that. That's it, why it, I didn't get upset. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was just disappointed because, like... Yeah. Sure, it, and that's, and that's going to happen. I mean, that's going to happen. Every Irish exit is a successful Irish exit if somebody's disappointed. That's true. Right? Yeah. Somebody's got to be disappointed for it to be a real good Irish exit. Right, but anytime you and I leave a bar together, it's 100% chance somebody's going to be disappointed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But you see what I'm saying, though? Like, if if it's Joe and Scotty leave the bar, it's not an Irish exit anymore. It's a Joe and Scotty leave the bar. I get it, yeah. You know? Fair enough. Uh, I guess that's what I was starting to like. It's I know. A little time well, together you know, in the Uber. But just, yeah, you just need to understand <laughs> that I could strike at any moment. <laughs> and if you're there and you're prepared and you see me doing my thing and you jump on board, you're very welcome to come. All right. That's fair enough. All yeah. right. I, I respect that. But it's very unlikely that I'm going to tell you, hey, it's time. Yeah. Well, I'm going to stop telling you that I'm disappointed if you do it. So that, <laughs> uh, just to deprive you of the satisfaction. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Never miss a chance to tell a friend, fuck you. <laughs> um, all right. So then my illogical belief. Now, this currently, I, I have just a whopper. You know, it was a, I'm actually disappointed in myself that I didn't think of it faster when I was trying to think of my logical beliefs. Yeah, but you did think of it. Yeah, is that I am currently in possession of a scratcher-style lottery ticket that I had scratched off about a week ago. Yeah. And I won another ticket mm-hmm, like you on did. this. Yes, but yeah. <clears throat> one of my lucky numbers was one that I scratched off that was, and then the prize for that number was thirteen or it was $10,000. <clears> and so because it was my lucky number... And it was ten thousand dollars. What's your lucky number? Thirteen. Ah. I was born June thirteenth. Oh. Thirteen. Yeah. Sure. So thirteen's my lucky number. Ten thousand dollars. Yes. On the thirteen. Ten thousand is my lucky number. Yeah. And on the grid of scratchers in the in the corner store, mm-hmm. I always buy from number thirteen. Okay. So I believe that if I wait 
for just the right moment where mm-hmm. my instinct tells me it's time to redeem this ticket. Yeah. That I'm going to win $10,000. Maybe October 13th. Maybe. Is yeah. that a Friday? Um, I don't know. It might be. But anyways, that's that's what I think. Is like if I time this right, I'm going to yeah. win ten grand on it. It's pretty illogical. It's as illogical <laughs> as it gets. Yeah. <laughs> I absolutely. Like it. I like it. Great. I'm glad you could come up with one for us. Um, and now, uh, moving on to a segment that we only kicked into gear last week. We were, we had thought of this one a while ago, but didn't happen the first episode, but we're liking it. We reformatted it. Uh, and this is Psychedelic Onions, because we're a couple of Psychedelic Onions. Psychedelic Onions. Oh, way to top me on that one. <laughs> That's what I'm here for, Scotty. Yeah. Top you. Top me. You oh, God me. damn it. You just I just keep walking into these. It's like you already order for me every time we go to dinner. Yeah, why, why do you think I agreed to this <laughs> in the first place? Just that conversation a long time ago, I was like, oh, man, this is a great opportunity. I should start a podcast with this guy. <laughs> just so he I can... just walks right into my traps. Just like walk right into your make me your bitch traps. Yep. All right. Uh, well, I'm going to start the psychedelic onion. Yeah, please do. And, uh, all right. So this one is, I once ran a Victorian bed and breakfast in Denver. And, oh, uh, really? Yeah, I did. Well, and t- uh, Tell us about that. Let's just say it became the first officially cannabis-friendly hotel in the United States. Good results. Yeah. Nice. All right, and mine is, I once climbed onto the roof of my own car while driving. Really? Yeah. Yes, I did. That's, this is amazing. Was this like in the Ghost Ride the Whip phase? Were you just like trying to top? Ghost Ride the Whip? Yeah, do you remember when that was the whole thing? What's that? Ghost Ride the Whip. And you no. like, but like, you'd be driving your car like at an idle, you oh. know, and just like let it idle and you'd hop out while and like dance next to it. Oh, it was... yeah, I heard about that. Now, this was like in the 90s. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. All right. So anyways. It was just me being crazy. But so, let's just say... The family driving alongside me was not impressed. <laughs> no, not so much. Wow. God, see this, like, that one I do kind of almost wish that we weren't using the short form because I've got a whole... You want to hear more about it, do I've got a bunch you? of questions. Yeah. And I, the, the fun thing is is that I will get to hear about this the next time I, I remember yeah. to ask Joe about it, but none of you will because that's not our format. Right. Well, you can always, you know, you can always write us an email. Yeah. At, um, we don't have an email address yet. But we'll, we'll come up with one, and we'll tell you about it, and then you can remember this episode and email us about it. Yeah. <clears throat> Once we actually have some listeners. Yeah. It, yeah, it'd be nice to maybe take some questions. Absolutely. I think that could be a fun little category to have. Yeah. I think a really fun one for people to write in about would, would be your mom box. Oh, your mom box. I'd love to get some ideas for this one. It'd be like a little confessional. Um, well, speaking of your mom's box, uh, what goes in your mom box this week, Joe? Uh, so this week, what I've decided is going to go in my mom box is a half-finished sculpture of a penis. <laughs> I think my mom would really enjoy coming across that after my untimely death. Is it going to be your penis or just... No, it'll be very obviously not my penis. Somebody else's penis. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll probably like write, I'll carve a little name in the bottom of it too, like Ralph. Oh, there you go. Ralph's a good penis name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. 
And it'll be just not quite finished. It'll be like something I've been working on for years. <laughs> just trying to get it perfect. Right. Yeah. So it'd be like out of wood or something where it has some... Although, I'd have to say, like, that, that the half-finished sculpture of a penis probably works better for somebody else rather than me. Because, like, I am an artist. And I have sculptures and I've made sculptures. So my mom probably wouldn't be that appalled at a half-finished penis sculpture. But probably somebody else's. I think this is just like a great suggestion for somebody else to put in their mom box. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Feel free to steal these. Yeah. Yeah. These, we're putting these out there for you guys. Right. For your mom boxes. Yeah, because, like, I mean, really, like, when it comes down to what's actually in my mom box, that's for that's for me and her and, and, yeah, and nobody yeah, else. Yeah, these, these are just ideas for everybody's mom box. Right. What you actually put in your mom box is between you and your mom. <laughs> so what's going in yours, Scotty? Um, mine is a little more uh, devious yeah. this, this week. A little and more hurtful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, mine is going to be someone else's recipe for something that I told my mom was a, was a favorite that she made for me. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, is, what did you tell your mom is a favorite? Um, I'm like the my, stuff my mom makes, it's favorite. Like uh, her albondigas mm. is something that I always... Uh, yeah, she's like, she makes it for my sister and her family. Um, you know, now, a few is times a year. just meatballs or is it it's a, a meatball? Special... It's a Mexican meatball soup. Ah, okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now my family is not Mexican, but my mom is. But albondigas is Spanish for meatballs. It's it not is. Spanish for meatball soup. No, but it, in Mexican culture, albondigas is a meatball soup. It is. Yes. It is a Mexican food. Ah. Yeah. And, uh, so like, yeah, my mom's second generation Southern Californian. So it just so happens that one of our family recipes would be that makes sense a, yeah a, a Mexican recipe right so you would find another recipe for albondigas and just kind of slip that in your mom box mm-hmm. yeah for her to find absolutely and especially because it is like a slight point of contention with me and my mom is that she's made it just a disproportionate amount of times for my sister as opposed to me oh yes yeah. so and you I got some real feeling I'm pretty sure way. I appreciate it more than my sister does. Yeah. Yeah. But as an idea for anybody else's mom box, you could do any recipe. Any recipe. You if you've got something that you told your mom was your favorite that she made. Right. Just find another recipe that somebody else wrote. Put that in your mom box. Even better, put the actual food in there. Right. Oh. Some leftovers. Oh, that's get just your, dirty. Yeah. Just get somebody to time it out just right so it's still fresh. Right. But yeah, like I think this one's really got some some sting in the in in with a mom who has like her famous yeah. You know, chocolate moms, cake or apple pie. Most moms have let's that. Let's not kid ourselves. Most moms have something they're famous for. Right. Yeah. Yeah. My mom, not so much, just mainly because, like, she's always really challenged herself as a cook and a chef. And mm-hmm. so, and, and she's a nutritionist. And so she's, like, always yeah. searching for better recipes. So she's never really, like, mm-hmm. there, there, there are very few things that my mom cooks the same way every time. Yeah. And so this one doesn't have a whole lot of sting in my mom's case. But. It could really crush, yeah. um, you know, a lot of moms out there in America. My mom's actually really well known uh, for her guilt. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, she's, she's Italian, right? Yes. Or, oh yeah, yeah. Or that's like you know, a, I think that was a form of currency in Italy for like a, a millennium. <laughs> yeah. Um, all all right. right. So now we're we're gonna get get on to our uh, social media hero of the week. Our social media hero of the week. And this week... We've got Sarah Zucker. Sarah Zucker. We just discovered. 
just the Sarah show of this it's this the Sarah show Sarah spelled with an H on Instagram yeah she's got a website and a great Instagram um, and it's what the Instagram is what at the Sarah show yeah just the Sarah show is her Instagram all one all one word well yeah every Instagram handle is one word unless right. they use underscores but yeah there's no a... like there's no symbol in it or anything I forget how Instagram no works. it's yeah it's, it's literally just, like, just at the Sarah show yeah at the Sarah show and she's got some cool ass shit. Really, really some cool ass shit. Like, and I mean, you know, I don't have a, a particularly great taste as I've discovered since I've known Joe in animation. Yeah. Um, based on one thing I showed him where he was, I thought it was amazing and he was like, that was the worst thing I've ever seen. Yeah, it was garbage. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> it was good. I, I mean, it was good writing, I thought, but fuck off. Um, but uh, yeah, Joe was actually really impressed and almost frustrated with, with like how she made some of these little fun well, that little was videos. the most impressive part of it was that usually when I see something like that I can figure out how it was done yeah and I was watching some of the, her videos and just I was stumped how did she do this yeah and it's not so much uh, she has some animation uh, and and some good stuff it's like bumpers I think she probably does some work for I don't know what adult swim or or Possibly. Some, something like that or but she has these videos where her she's got she's it's her in a room or outside or somewhere and the background is totally static i mean it's it's not static it's uh there's movement in the background it's like a video right and she is moving around there's like a filter on her that's warping her yeah twisting her and it's only it's isolating her completely and her shadow. And her which shadow. Is, like, yeah. I, I, and I'm going to try to find out how she does it because I think it's amazing and I'm going to try to steal it from her. Yeah, because I think the real magic nugget in there is like, you, okay, it's like I could understand maybe if you did like a green screen thing or something to mm-hmm. isolate your body. Yeah. You know, when you're moving around and, and then to make it, to warp that and make it weird and just layer it on onto the other video. But like how you get the shadow on the ground to do the same thing, yeah, it's very is pretty strange. pretty mind boggling. Yeah. I mean, this we're talking about like a one minute long Instagram video. It's not you know a, a Peter Jackson pr- uh, production. So. No, but if um, you get a chance, go check out the Sarah Show. Tell them Joe and Scotty sent you. Yeah, and you'll, you might get a free cupcake. <laughs> cupcake. <laughs> cupcake. <laughs> cupcake. <laughs> cupcake. <laughs> We've really like sort of crystallized how not to be an idiot for this week. Yeah, and this is a new one for us. Yeah, how not to be an idiot. This is, um, I would say, the public service uh, section of Dancing About Architecture, where we we offer some sound advice for some people out there who are just doing things that you know you think were common sense. Yeah. But my God, is it something you run into? It's idiotic. Just so, that's so idiotic, so inconsiderate, and just so often. Yes. That it's mind-boggling, and it needs to be addressed. Yeah, so just take these all and, you know, think about them in your daily life, and, and it, you know, each one of these is we, that we drop on you is just a little advice on how to not be an idiot in everyday life. Yeah, and this week's theme, and it, I think this is going to be a recurring theme. Um, yes, I would say so. Yeah, is driving. Yes. Um, so the one I came up with this week for driving is something that happens pretty often. And, 
so basically, if you are driving and you come to a four-way stop, uh, people can tell if you've stopped at the line or not. Uh, you know, four-way stops are all about timing. Right. And we all should know the rules of how four-way stops work. Right, and there's there's some bullshit they try to teach you about the person on the left has the right way, blah blah blah. No, 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 no. It's first come, first serve. First no, no, person no, 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 to stop. No. There, there are specific rules here, Scotty. All right, let's get into it. The way it goes mm-hmm. is, first one at the stop has the right of way. Yeah, that's what I just said. Then there is a following set of rules. Okay. For if two people come to the stop at the same time, the person to the right has the right of way. And okay. That's, that's how they teach you in driving school. Right. And the only thing that's going to totally blow that out of the water is if all four people come to the stop at the same exact time. Because right. then there's nobody to the right. Exactly. Right? But yeah. that's such a rare occurrence. Right. Right? Yeah, my thing is, is I have a lumber rack on my truck. Yes. And so if I come to the stop at the, at the same time as somebody else, that I have the right of way because I am more likely to win in a fight. Yeah, well... <laughs> Yeah, well, maybe it's people like you that screw up this stuff. But so, <laughs> the thing that bothers me is that people try to, they try to f- trick you in this little loophole of, oh, well, I stopped first. I got to the stop first. Right. Because they, what they'll do is they'll pull up to the stop sign and they'll see you pulling up too. And they'll just hit the brakes before they get to the line, and then they'll be like, oh, I stopped first. Right, they'll do a little stop short move. They'll stop short Maybe move. Maybe even grab some titty in the process. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, and it's just like, come on, I, I saw you do that. Mm-hmm. Just pull up to the line like everybody else. Don't yeah. be an idiot. Absolutely. That's, and it, like, that's just one of those, like, it's one of those sneaky things. It's just sneaky, and it's just, it doesn't really pay. Just wait your turn. Yeah. Yeah. Right, totally. Either that, or just fucking roll through the stop sign. Because I'll, then I'll just let you go. Yeah. It's it's like, it's not even a ballsy. Like, I have a little bit of respect for somebody who just doesn't, who barely even stops and just rolls on through. Right, because then I'm not getting like, in the way. Then I'm just like, yeah, it's just like, all right, well, you really want him to go, obviously, so fine. Yeah. Unless, unless I was already going, I don't really mind sitting there and waiting for you to just roll through. Yeah. But if we're playing this little game of who stopped first, and you stop, like, 10 feet from the, the, the crosswalk. Right. That's just, it's just bullshit. And it's going to take you longer to clear the intersection. So you're just a, you're just a piece you're just of shit. You're screwing things You're a up. coward. Yeah. You're passive aggressive. Yeah. And, um, you're the worst kind of person. The worst kind of person in the world. <laughs> Except these people I'm about to talk about right now. Okay. And okay. these are the people. This is, this is my how not to be an idiot. Is when you're attempting to make a left turn, and you have to yield to oncoming traffic. Yeah. It is your God-given responsibility to pull as far into the intersection as you can right. before making that turn. Even if there's a whole line of cars coming, you want to get as far into that intersection as you can for two reasons. One, if somebody wants to go straight or right, they can easily get around you and do that. Yeah. The other reason is, is if there's somebody behind you that wants to make that left. And there's a solid stream of cars coming the other way. The only way they're going to do it is if they can get their front axle across the limit line before that red light turns. Otherwise, they're going to be stuck. Otherwise, they're going to be stuck for a whole other light cycle. Yeah. Yeah, which, I mean, this is one I think is just, there there should just be a button 
where you can push and that person just poofs out of existence. <laughs> just It would just improve the world so much. Well, I mean, you'd have to think about it. Their, their entire car would have to poof out of existence. Yeah, too. oh, absolutely. Because if you poofed somebody out of existence that was stuck in an intersection, you would just like make it even worse. Yeah, well, then I think you'd get poofed for poofing. Oh, right. And then yeah. just basically everybody would just disappear. Everybody would like poof everybody. Cars everywhere. Yeah, it'd be yeah. a really weird post-apocalyptic world. It was taken oh, over by cars. bicycle riding hipsters yeah. with like one leg, one pant leg rolled up. They would become the kings of the world. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, they, they was... probably would just drop their bikes and get in these empty cars and drive them off. Yeah, you know, that's what I would probably do if I was riding my bike by and I saw that happen. Yeah, because then there wouldn't like there wouldn't be people driving cars for them to feel superior to anymore. Yeah. You know, I actually still I thought about stealing a car today. Really? Maybe that's my uh, picture. of This. Oh yeah. I was walking, uh-huh. and picture this. <laughs> okay. I parked down at Andronico's, and I was walking up to get a burrito. Mm-hmm. And I'm walking up Lincoln, and there's a there's a, a an old man, not really old man, the man in his 60s, 70s. Mm-hmm. And he's putzing around in his car, and he's got like a, a nice SUV, and he's pulling it out of his parking garage he's, there's like an apartment building there he's pulling out of his parking garage and he's kind of half parked in the sidewalk which is usually pretty annoying for people walking on the sidewalk and he's like getting out and he's going around the car and he's doing stuff and then he like as i'm walking by he gets out with his car running uh-huh. and he kind of half closes the door and he walks about halfway down the block oh wow and i as i'm walking past his car and i just you know, I just pictured myself in that moment. You in just... that moment, I mean, I was not going to do it, obviously, but in that moment, I was just like, if I was a different person, I could just get in his car and drive off and drive off just and I, seamlessly. Seamlessly, you, know, like, I, you I, didn't I even, have to break stride. No, I even got to the point where I was thinking about some of the strategy behind it, where I was looking at the the light that was. It was like right at Ninth and uh, Lincoln. Yeah, there's a light right there. The light was red, and so I was the... like. Okay. There's a good chance you'd get a green. Yeah, was, well, I was thinking, if I... He's far enough down the block that I could actually stand here for a second and wait till I knew the light was going to turn green, then jump in his car and take off with the green light. Seamlessly. Or even wait till the light was already green so that it would turn red behind me. So even if somebody decided to try to follow me, they'd be stuck behind the red light. Wow. And I was like, I could just have this guy's car right now. Yeah, for a little joyride. For a joy, nice little joyride. Yeah. And not even to steal it and have it i could have just taken it driven it across town parked it Mm -hmm. got out and walked away and nobody would have even known it would have been more like a practical joke than an actual like theft right but it's funny how practical jokes on strangers can get you felonies yes you know if that was a friend i mean if it was like you and me yeah i think like we might have done that to the other one. Like, sure. I mean, if I had the opportunity where I was like walking down the street and like you parked your car and hopped out and left it running and didn't see me, yeah, I would have to. Yeah, I, would, I mean, go, like drive it around the block and hide it somewhere. Absolutely. Yeah, like to make just, me think that somebody stole it. Right. Yeah, and then like a great practical joke. Text you, you know, <laughs> like right as it happened, be like, hey buddy, what's going on? Just like yeah, you want to grab I, some lunch? I'd oh fuck like, me, ah! my car just got stolen. Your car got stolen. That's insane. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but just really. Why don't you go take a walk around the block and just make sure that... Yeah, just cool off for a second. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, but you do that to a stranger and now it's a felony. Yeah, absolutely. 
hardcore felony. You know, I've had that 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 thought um, not just with uh, a pedestrian vehicle or not a pedestrian, a civilian vehicle, mm. but like it happens often when, uh, especially when it's a college where the campus police would park their car yeah. out in front of a dorm building to go investigate something, yeah, and leave it running, yeah, and like not even be in sight. And just assume because it's a security vehicle that nobody would dare touch it. Right. And I was just uh, like, that was one of those situations. I'm amazed I never did it. Yeah. But like, I have kind of this promise to myself. It was a promise that uh, Mitchell and I actually made to each other at one point. Right. Is Mitch always wanted to get arrested for something, but like arrested good. He's that much white privilege where it's like, he would think of it as a point of pride to have been arrested for something at some point in his life. Right. He's never actually been arrested for real and not knowing how fucking so like, scary that shit is. more guilt than white privilege. Yeah, okay. Um, but uh, at any rate, so what I've what we decided would be like the best reason to get arrested. You could just be proud of it. It would get you bonus points at any job interview is that if what you got arrested for was stealing a cop's bike and just riding... Just, or horse. Or horse. And just making him chase you for a little while. Yeah. Like not hurting anybody, not causing any trouble, not stealing anything yeah, yeah. permanently. Right. But just like... I mean, like, hopping on their bike when they're, like, talking to somebody and just seeing how far you could get. Yeah. You know? Before you got your ass beat. I know, nowadays, (laughs) I mean, you get tased and beaten to a pulp. Yeah. Um, You know, maybe if you did it somewhere like Newport Beach. Yeah. You you might just get a... Yeah. Yeah, because, like, I mean, would they... I often, like, wonder, like, would they even report it? Like, it would be so embarrassing. (laughs) Like, you know, especially if you kept doing it to them. Yeah. Yeah, be a great long-running joke. (laughs) (laughs) Just tormenting one bicycle cop because you know, like, I I I feel like when it comes to like being being a bicycle cop, nobody's volunteering for that. Like, you do something stupid and you get downgraded to bicycle cop. Well, not nobody, but like barely anybody. Barely anybody. There's got to be one or two cops out there that really like riding bikes. Yeah, it just it's. I mean, for like the whole projection of force thing that cops go for. I mean, riding a bicycle just takes it all away. It kind of does. Just strips yeah. it right away. No matter how big your belt is. Right. I mean, I can just throw a tools. stick in that in that wheel and yeah. end your week. Yeah. Pretty much. Absolutely. All right. So that 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 wraps up uh, both how to not be an idiot and a thrown in picture this. Mm-hmm. And. So we can move on now to our latest terrible friend archetype. Terrible friend archetype. Who is our terrible friend archetype this this week, Scotty? This person is, and we all know him. We've I, all I we've all so. come across him. I think so. And it's one of the hardest things to call someone out on. Yeah, it really is. But I think I think Joe and I have the right kind of life experience to feel absolutely fine calling people out on this and this is <laughs> the fake suicide risk yep that's right uh the fake suicide risk friend who likes to let you know that they're thinking about killing themselves or that they've thought about it i think like the fake suicide risk there is a there's literally a watermark mm. that you can find on somebody's body that will let you know if they are a fake suicide risk and that's the semicolon tattoo why is that? You, you're not aware of the semicolon tattoo? No, oh no. my god. Oh wow. Well the semicolon tattoo. It's like a tattoo that's partially on their colon? No, 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 no. It's actually like the, the punctuation mark, the semicolon, which is uh, you know, like a it's like a period up yeah, and a comma like a below. Period and a comma, yeah. Period on top, comma on the bottom. Right. Um the semicolon tattoo is for someone who 
was on the verge of suicide. This is a real thing, like the, this is like a the real elbow thing. Oh. web and the teardrop, like it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. You can Google image this all day long yeah. and just see emo people's tattoos. Oh yeah, forever. Sounds... So yeah, so what the me. the semicolon is is it means that they have been on the verge of suicide, mm. and by the grace of of a friend stepping in, yeah, or just them realizing that they didn't have the balls to commit suicide hmm. that, that they changed their mind that's a tattoo and they get a semicolon because a semicolon is for when you were going to stop you know like because like in in english english a period is referred to as a full stop full stop right and so a semicolon is like when you're like ah, we're just gonna yeah. pause but no we're gonna keep going with this idea right right and so it, i mean it, it's separation of two thoughts, really. It's right. Like you were going to kill yourself, and then you're not going to kill yourself. Exactly. And this is they put it on their body to let people know oh, that's, that they almost killed themselves. That's once. even worse than the. I've never encountered the semicolon tattoo that I've that I've noticed at least. But I've had a few friends who with the with the with the fake suicide risk, uh, the phone calls and the text messages, but never I've never seen that tattoo. Yeah. No, I saw it because mm. one of my friends got one. Yeah. Um, and I should say former friends now. That's like an immediate induction into this archetype. Exactly. That's what I mean. It's literally a watermark yeah. of a fake suicide risk. It's like, it literally means they, at one point in their yeah. life, were a fake suicide risk. Right. But they've decided to live on. They're not a risk anymore. So you really don't have to worry about it's people. It's like you either have that tattoo or you're dead. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, nobody else understands what yeah. that, you know, what that feels like. Oh, man. Um, I would tear somebody apart if I saw them with that tattoo. Oh my god! Yeah, absolutely. Like I feel like that's on the level of like you know when somebody leaves a biker gang and they've either got to scrape their tattoo off or get it blacked out. Yeah. You know they they, they can't they have the they can't have something. the gang ink anymore. Yeah. I think that deserves that treatment a hundred percent of the time. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Because like if you want to advertise that you almost committed suicide. That means that you haven't actually felt the depth of pain that someone who did go through with it has felt. It's almost like a permanent cry for attention. It is. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> it's it's an invitation to talk. Yeah. Really. Like, and I it's think a conversation starter in, in, about your your fragile ego. Yeah. Like in in the like in the Facebook post about this, it was like an it was like a it was a service announcement. It was like. If you see anybody with a semicolon tattoo, like don't make fun of their tattoo because it means that they have have been to the depth of, of depression. Yeah. And that they are, are someone that you could, you know, I mean, go to yeah, for like help and talk to. You see somebody with a spiderweb tattoo on their elbow, you don't want to ask them about it because you might end up being one of those webs. Right. Same same thing. You see a semicolon tattoo on somebody. You may have to witness, a, you may have to be that friend that gets that shitty phone call or, or text message. Right. The, yeah. You know, once you acknowledge it, then it's like, okay, like you're, you're on the uh, wolf cry list. Yeah. Yeah. Which so, nobody wants to be on. So the fake suicide risk uh, archetype, just like any of these archetypes, they have a, a, a bunch of properties, uh, such as their motto. Right. Which is, I just can't go on. Their core desire. Attention. Their goal? Attention. Their biggest fear? Not having attention. Their strategy? Make your friends pay attention to you by holding yourself hostage. 
Their weakness. Actual suicide. Yes. And then their special talent. Leaving out just enough details to suck you in. Yes. And make you ask, what? what's wrong? Yeah. What's going make, on? And to make you come over and check on them. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, like that text message is like, no, I'm okay. I just took a bunch of sleeping pills and um, I'm just going to go to sleep now. Yeah. Have a nice life. I might jump off the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah. In it's, case you just wanted, in case you felt like just riding your bike over to see if I'm going to be there or not. Yeah. I'll be on the bridge for a little while. Yes. Yes. And that's our, that concludes our, our terrible friend archetype for this week. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, I know that this is a hot button issue for a lot of people and, uh, we may have offended some of our listeners. Um, and, uh, you know, you think so? I, I mean, if we did, I just want to let them know, um, fuck you, go kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Go through with it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm not going to qualify yeah. why, yeah. why I get to have that opinion, but let's just say no, I do. Neither of us are going to, even though we do get to, um, so that on that light note, that light and airy note that's kind of left us on. Um, we've got a visitor in the studio today. He's back again after last week's visit. We really liked having him around. Um, everybody say hello to Dr. Strangebody. Ah, hello, Joseph. It's so good to see you and Scotty again. Hi, Scotty. Hey, Dr. Strangebody. Yes, your handsome face has always put a smile on mine. Oh, you're so sweet. Yeah, so let's... Uh... Oh, it looks like Scotty doesn't even have a problem this week, so we'll start. Oh, Scotty's got a problem. He's just, he just hasn't written it down. Scotty's always got a problem, doesn't he? He likes it when I solved him. That's why you come by. That's why you come by. That's why you like us so much, Dr. Strangebody. Exactly. Let's, mm-hmm. So then let's start with Joseph. Joseph, okay. tell me what uh, is strange about your body today. Okay, so this is this is something that's... I think it's always been the case, but it's something I just noticed, and you know, so I wanted to come up with something to ask you about because, like, you come in here with all this knowledge. So, well, I, I exercise pretty often. Um, pretty healthy person, except for the when I start to sweat, when I heat up from exercise, I have a really hard time cooling down. Hmm. It takes me a good hour before my body temperature gets back down. So I work up a sweat and I can't just take a shower after the gym. Mm-hmm. I can't just take a shower after exercising or going for a run or something. But if it's a cold shower? Even a cold shower. Even a cold shower. You stay warm. You stay hot. I will get out of that shower sweating. Wow. Yes. So once you get hot, it is it's very, very hot for you to cool down. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a good uh, observation. But yeah. yeah, once it's it's kind of true. Once I get hot, it's really hard for me to cool down. Mm. You have any advice for me? I I think this is just a theme with you, Joseph. It's once you get started, it's very very hard to stop you. <laughs> well, I'll keep that in mind. I guess yes. I'll, I'll keep that in mind. Maybe I should just if I don't want to get heated up, I should just not start. Yes, or I'd say it's in San Francisco. So just wait till the fog rolls in to work out. 
go. There's some good advice. Yeah. Well, thanks, Doctor Strange, buddy. Yeah, you're very, very welcome. So, Scotty, do you do you actually have anything to ask uh, Doctor Strange, buddy, this week, or? Um, let me think about this. Yes, Scotty, I'd really like to help you. Um. It's... Yeah, like what is what is strange about See, my body this week that I've yes. been noticing? Yes. Well, maybe you should undress. So we could take a look at your strange body. Doctor Strange Body, you're always trying to get us to do naughty things. I don't well, know. I don't know when you I, became I, so this sexual. This is not naughty. This is this is just what I do. I'm Doctor Strange Body. I guess yeah, and you're a doctor, so that's yes, typical that we'd, not, we'd we'd get naked. There's nothing unprofessional about this. Yes. Well, okay. So I would say what's what's strange about my body. Yes. Is that my the bulk of my torso. Yes. Is. It's a lovely torso, by the way. Thank you very much. Um, is is not particularly hairy. Okay. Like uh, you know, I grow about seventy two chest hairs at this point. Yeah. Um, I pick up a, a few, you know, maybe maybe half a dozen every year. Mm. And um, and then I have a pretty solid happy trail uh, leading leading down to the uh, enchanted forest. But yes. um, then it's really just like my lower arms and my lower legs are mm. exceptionally hairy. Yes, and I, I, you know, I, I usually kind of figure somebody either has a lot of body hair or not a lot of body hair, but mine is just seems to be relegated to my lower arms and legs. And does this 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 feel strange to you? Do, do you not uh, enjoy this? I mean, slickness of your chest and I, back. I think a lot of people, you know, do 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 manscaping to actually achieve. Yes. The 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 hair on the on their body where so, I have it. So while it might be strange, it's not bad. No, it's it's not something I would complain about, no. but I, it is kind of a curious thing. My suggestion is uh, for you next time you go to the Folsom Street Fair, <laughs> take your shirt off, and you will find someone that really appreciates it. <laughs> Use it to your advantage, Scotty. Ah, that that is fantastic advice. Yes, that's what I'm here for. Yes, you're very welcome. Ah, appreciate it. Yes, but I, I I really appreciate you guys having me in, and I will be back next week if possible. All right, man. Well, we love having you. Yes. And thanks care. again for coming by. Yeah, thanks, Doctor Strange, buddy. See ya. All right. Ta ta. Ah, so good to have him in. God, he's great, isn't yeah, he? He's like... he just makes me feel so much more comfortable about my body. Hmm. He does. Mm. And, uh, yeah, like, I just, uh, yeah, a little, I almost feel like an ego boost every time he comes in, too. I don't know what yeah. that is. And he doesn't even want any money. I know. It's great. Yeah. He just yeah. likes, uh, you know, he pretty maybe much works time, for... Maybe some, at some point, we should probably get him to do some sort of procedure on us, because maybe he'll do that for free. Yeah, or we should you probably know, maybe find out if my... he's a real doctor first. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, that might help. Yeah. Before we let him start cutting. Right, yeah, I was going to, I was just about to say he could cut off my face cancer, but... Yeah. Maybe we should find out if it's, he's actually qualified to do that. Yeah. And then we should. And we should we should air it. It'd be a little supplemental episode. Absolutely. Yeah. Just cutting Joe's face. Yeah. All right. And that wraps up our third episode of Dancing About Architecture. Yes. Thanks, everyone, for uh, listening in. Yeah. Uh, we really, really appreciate your dedication to our uh, show. Yeah. Please, please uh, leave a review if possible. If you've got a, a few minutes, we'd love to uh, hear what you think. Yeah, yeah, and uh, like us on Facebook, uh, share us on Twitter, all the things. Yeah, and uh, just don't tell your mom. 
Please don't. All right. All right. All right.